Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to Death by Pod. It's our little horror podcast where all we do is talk about horror movies. My name is Matt Hudson, the creeper in the dark. And joining me as ever is the Dame of Pain and the greatest co-host a guy could ever ask for. It's Elizabeth, but we know her as Bloggy Balboa. How are you, my friend? Hello, I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, I'm in a house, I've been cut off by the tide, and I'm a bit, You're in a house. I'm a bit frightened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should know now, every episode you open up with a personal odd synopsis of the film, and I, I'm sitting there thinking, you're in a house, where's this going? But just you got me again. I left it there, just like, yeah, I'm in a house, you know, I can't yeah, I'm sitting down, mate. Yeah, you. <laughs> I've got a roof over my head. <laughs> How are you doing, mate? Anyway, what have you had for dinner tonight? What have I had for dinner? Oh, actually, I haven't had dinner yet. Um, I'm going to have dinner. That I'm going to have a late dinner uh, because I'm a bit hungover. Oh, do tell. You haven't told me about <laughs> this. Right? I thought we told each other everything. This is well. I, d- I don't like to talk about my hangovers because they're uh, they're quite emotional. Frequent. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. So last night I recorded myself watching the woman. The watching the watching the woman <laughs> the through woman, the window. The woman. <laughs> watching the woman next door. Yep. Watching a film. Um uh, and. Yeah, I'm also on uh, holiday from work, which is the first holiday I've had since August. I'm very happy about that. So I celebrated with about 80 glasses of Prosecco, which I don't usually drink, but it was on offer in Sainsbury's, and I thought, you know what, let's get fancy. Yeah, and uh, what Blocky hasn't told you is when she, even when she isn't drunk, but especially when she is, she gurns an awful lot. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm sure. Right. So, uh, listeners. <laughs> Let me justify this <laughs> accusation. Right. No, if, if anyone listening to this, when you get drunk, because Matt, you you admitted that you do this I as did. well. So I did admit this. Trying to, trying to make me look bad. When you're drunk and you catch sight of yourself in the mirror, do you, <laughs> do you pull faces at yourself? This is a listeners. Help me out here. We know that Matt does it. Matt, do you I was going to say, could you hear them? Let's hear them helping you out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I do. No, if I go into the um, to the lavvy at home here, if I'm out in one of the local taverns and I go to the latrine and there's a mirror there, you can't help but I said to Bloggy, I look at myself like, hello, or I'll just put a funny face and then start giggling. That's <laughs> when you know you've kind of hit the level. It's like, right, this is where the fun begins. This is where I need to start having a water in between. My- <laughs> yeah, this is where I need to go home because I'm, I'm talking to myself and I've wet myself. <laughs> well, you go straight to the kebab shop, like, right, let's soak some of this up and come back for round two. Triumph yeah. and return. Yes, so the hosts of Death by Pod are, when they're hammered, they talk to each doctor themselves, they gurn at each other and wet themselves. So um, welcome to the show, if you're new, by the way. <laughs> right, bloody silly pair we are. <laughs> Well, that's what we do at the beginning of every show. We ask each other what we had for dinner. And now I feel bad that Bloggenord hasn't had anything for dinner whilst we're here recording this show. I didn't actually say what I was going to have, did I? Oh, go on. Well, yeah, because I thought I'd wait for my hangover to kind of, you know, subside a little bit. Um, uh, I'm going to have some, like, spicy Mexican wedges just to clear all this Prosecco through Mm. for tomorrow. I'll sort you out. I'll sweat (laughs) you out a bit. da 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 (laughs) <laughs> I'll let you handle that. And it burns, uh, burns, burns. The room fires. <laughs> uh, what are you going to eat? Uh, so we know what Blocky's up to tonight. I've already eaten, mate. You've already it's, eaten, um, of course. 
It is. We're looking through the looking glass here, people. It's 23 minutes past seven in the evening as we're recording. So I ate with the kidly winks and I had a massive pizza and I feel so ashamed of myself. It's one of those Chicago town ones, which is like bigger than the plate. The the crust, I hate that word, is full of just cheese and shit and shit. Cheese and, and shit. pepperoni. It's really nice. But when you, when you get like halfway through, you're like, I can literally feel like the grease just like in my gut that's flobbing around. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm a man. I, I, so I tell myself and I can't and I won't let myself be, be beaten by a pizza. So I'm kind of like laboring through this bloody thing. And now I just like smell of like pizza sweats. <laughs> well, last time you smelled like shit and this time you, <laughs> it sounds like you smell delicious. So, ah, well, you know, it's been, it's been half an hour of me, guys. And um, on that note, yeah. <laughs> Is that always... John Paul Pepperoni? <laughs> Uh, de plop. <laughs> we always we always ask each other what we have for dinner if you're new to the show, and then we got onto the then we got onto the real issue that you're all here for horror films. Uh, so if you are new, we talk about one horror show per episode. We dive into it. We talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, um, why we chose it, uh, and then we go from there. Really, so bloggy. Let's not keep them on tenterhooks anymore. What on earth are we talking about this episode? We're talking about the woman. In black. In black. <laughs> Don't stop on my behalf. You go. I just realised what I was doing. It's realised you're on air oh. still. <laughs> What's this film all about then? This film is about there's there's a woman who's dead, right? And uh, this guy called um, Arthur Kipps, and I think he's like a solicitor or something. He has to go to her house go through all her paperwork and it turns out she's got a lot of paperwork like papers papers under the bed papers in the roof paper everywhere and as he's going through it he realizes that the house is haunted by the dead woman in black and she's in black and every single time that you see her something bad happens there you go it's like that black adder episode she wears black and she is a woman <laughs> If you haven't seen the episode, sorry. Yeah, that's that's the synopsis. Uh, what about the cast and the crew for those out there? Um, okay, well, it was directed by James Watkins. It premiered on the 10th of February 2012. It stars Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is his name. Daniel Radcliffe as Arthur Kipps. Um, Karen Hines as Sam Daly. Liz White as Jeanette slash The Woman in Black. Janet McTeer as Elizabeth Daly. It had a Rotten Tomato score of 67% and IMDb user rating of 6.4 out of 10. So that's kind of, that's pretty even kilter, isn't it? That's pretty even Stevens as far as the critics and the fans go. Um, and as we said up top, we're going to dive into the film. If you haven't seen The Woman in Black, it's, I think it's an hour of 36 minutes. Go check it out because we are going to spoil the film for you. We're going to go spoiler heavy into all aspects of um, Harry Potter and the Haunted House. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. We'll try not to spit too many Potter things in. Uh, go watch it, come back, uh, listen to us and see if you agree. So 67% on RT, IMDb user score, 6.4. Bloggy though, what did you think of the woman in black? Akio opinion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, I'm going to stop there. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> it was, yeah, uh, it was all right. It's not great, is it? Like it is, it's good up until a point, and then it just gets very silly and uh, quite naff. And 
Um, I can't look at Daniel Radcliffe without it. Like, I feel really sorry for him because he's he's a fine actor. Well, he he grew into a fine actor, mm. and um, he's just never gonna. It doesn't matter how many times he gets his knob out on stage. He's he's <laughs> Harry Potter, isn't he? There's... Every time he gets bothering horses on stage. Oh dear, so he did do that, didn't he? He got like. Yep, in Equus. Necky, necky, necky. I see you got necky in the West End. Yeah, I didn't mind this film. I I quite quite enjoyed it, but I know what you mean. When it gets to about, I guess what two thirds or eighty percent, seventy five percent of the way through, eighty percent, whatever. For me, anyway, that's when it starts to go down. I don't know if it's any earlier for you, but I don't mind this film. I actually I went to see this when it came out in twenty twelve. Yeah, so did um, I. Oh, that's a sweet uh, little coincidence because I remember this was this was. Uh, Danny Radcliffe's first film post Potter, so there was I I do remember there being a bit of not like there wasn't like fever pitch like there wasn't scenes when the film came out, but I remember there was a bit like oh his first film he's only ever been Harry Potter what's he oh he's in a horror film oh sweet uh, let's go and watch that uh, and I remember when I first saw it I thought well that was cack wasn't it mm. rewatching it uh, today I think. I thought it was alright. It, it has its flaws, but I thought it was actually quite solid, mate. Yeah, like it's this is what I mean. It's it's all right. It's it's a good film, um, in to a point, and then it it just does too much all at once. Um, mm-hmm. but it builds the suspense. It's um, I didn't jump once during this film. Obviously. You liar! <laughs> you liar! <laughs> uh, I jumped quite a lot. The jump scares were very good. It's got a lot of really good actors in it as well, which is um, mm-hmm. we've got uh, the the guy from Game of Thrones. That one, yes, that guy. Kieran Hines. Yes, yeah, yeah. He, I can't remember mm. who he is. He's like big, and you get another knock. I can't remember who he is though in Game of Thrones. Uh, I can't remember Game of Thrones. I've sort of put it to the back of my mind a bit. To be fair, Kieran Hines is in everything. Basically, he's he's yeah, in he everything. Is, Yes, I thought I thought Danny Radcliffe was okay in this. I have some of my notes. I do put Radcliffe, and in others I've put Potter. So do bear <laughs> with me. But I thought Potter was alright in this. Again, it's his first role. There are there are times. I think he started off. I don't know how they shot this film. If they shot it chronologically, but I thought in the early parts of the film he was a bit flat, a bit wooden, and I think he got better. I think he got better the further it went on. But you can tell he's still as much as I enjoyed his performance. You can tell he's still kind of cutting his teeth with some new material that wasn't um, Harry Potter. Mm. Uh, but I think he does well in this. And I think, I think everyone's fine in this. I actually forgot how this, uh, some of the things in this film, quite a lot of it, in fact, because it's a 12A uh, in, or PG-13 for international really? uh, listeners. It's a 12A. It's a 12 a And I'm watching thinking, what, Jerry, I was like, what rating is this? Because there's a few moments, which we'll probably get into. I was like, I don't remember that. That's pretty dark. And I found out, good old internet, the BBFC, British Board of Film Classification, they got 134 complaints from Squares about this film that saying that the rating was too low. Yeah. And it was actually the most complained about film of that year. Jesus. Well, yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> if yeah. I had seen this when I was 12, even oh. even with the with the A, you know, that isn't that with, <laughs> with an adult. Uh, with your A with you, yeah. <laughs> It does add that that just wouldn't have helped even more, would it? They'd be like, "Great, with she's not going to sleep tonight. I'm in for a rough yeah. night." A bloggy brown pants is back. It's funny because <laughs> the uh, momentum pictures—they all they had to do was cut six seconds. They basically cut six seconds out of the film, which dropped it from a fifteen to a twelve A. And they took they 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 darkened some scenes and took some changed some of the sound levels and this that and the other now. But 
six seconds is all it took to get from a 15 to a 12A. But it was a couple of moments. What happened in that six seconds? What? I don't know. know. Apparently, it's something to do with. um, I don't know, actually, because I don't know the version I saw was the uncut version, because I read that it was something to do with like immolation, i.e. setting yourself on fire, which happens in this film, yeah. and hanging, which happens, happens in, in this film. film. So unless they just like trimmed a few extra seconds off yeah, of those scenes. Yeah, they, they must have done, because this is definitely how I remember it, because mm. I got really outraged that it wasn't in the book and that it wasn't in the play and that they fucked it all up and rah, rah, rah. Well, should we mention that up top? Because you've seen the play... Um, more times than you've got fingers on one hand. Yeah, and I des I really desperately want to watch this play because I've heard so many good things about it. So I haven't got the knowledge of the play. So I'm going to thinking this is a solid film. But you've seen the play, so and I've heard it's great. How does it stack up? Well, it, it doesn't. The the play, <laughs> the play. Um, going into a bloggy story, the play was something we they took us to go and see it at school, and they lined us up outside before we went in, and they were like, look. We know it's a scary play, so, you know, just try to, you know, scream and whatever else, but just don't get silly with it, like it's supposed to be frightening, and all the rest of it. And I'm stood there thinking, all right, yeah. mate, I'm with all my school friends. It's a play. It's not scary. No way. We all came out of that play. It is terrifying, right? And that's, Veterans. Honestly, veterans. yeah. Like, you don't know, man. You weren't there. <laughs> you weren't there, man. <laughs> the, the the play's absolutely fantastic because it's oh, um nice. there's there's no props or anything which kind of sound, it's just two guys on stage um and they they've got like well they've got a couple of props um and it's all just very much them telling this story and then they just use really good effects and stuff and for that alone it's it's terrifying um and so I loved it and then we had to study the book at school anyway I think that's why we went to go and see the play because we had to do it for our English exam. So, mm-hmm. and there's the original film as well, which I think is, <laughs> which I don't know if anyone's seen that. The original made-for-TV movie is pretty, it's pretty funny. I haven't seen that. I didn't even know there was one. Yeah, I, I know yeah, there's a yeah. sequel called like The Angel of Death. Yeah, which I, is apparently yeah dog. I saw. Yeah, because this it's also on Prime. Please sponsor us, Amazon. Uh, if you, yes, I think both of them are on there. I didn't even know there was a woman in black too. Like, for how much more carnage can the one woman? It's set during World War Two as well. It's uh, I have it's I haven't oh, seen what? it, but it's basically <laughs> set during World War Two, and some kids are evacuated from I guess, oh, London evacuees, during I the Blitz say. to whatever this town is called, um, Criffin Gifford. Criffin Gifford. Uh, so they're evacuated there, and they happen to take refuge in the uh, the Eel Marsh House, which is where everything takes Not place. place. And of course, the woman in black's like, "For fuck's sake, I'm doing my nails," and then she decides <laughs> to try to get them off and. However, apparently it wasn't very good. No, it doesn't sound very good. Well, because it's um, it's Hammer, isn't it? This film. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and they filmed a lot of it in Peterborough or in Ely, I think. They did. They did. And Essex too, because they uh, there was a big thing about it. So the, I got, I got a lot of connections with this film. Okay, on a personal level. So it was you it was never going to live up to what I wanted it to be. <laughs> The, the some of it is filmed around the corner down down here in Essex in uh, OC Island. Like there's wicked shots of like the what looks like the ocean road. Oh That's yeah, yeah. Like half an hour up the road, that is. Oh really? And, and some of the some of the interior of Eel Marsh is filmed in uh, a place called I can't remember what it's called, like Layer Marsh. I don't know what it's called now, but it's in just outside Colchester, Malden Way. It's about about forty minutes away. So um, I could do the omen and go and reenact these scenes. I was going to say, yeah, you could go running down the causeway like, Kegwick, Kegwick, Nathaniel. 
<laughs> I could do, or, or or I couldn't. So uh, I probably well, won't. Oh, that's a shame. Because the tide comes up quite late, and I'm not early, and I'm not a very good swimmer. So <laughs> just float. Um, but no, yeah, the woman in black as a as a the theatre show as an off off the cuff here. It is playing in London, though I'm not entirely sure those <laughs> performances are going ahead. It's in the Fortune Theatre in London. Bloggy tells me it'll be in Milton Keynes soon, though. Well, because they keep saying that they're going to get rid of it, but I think it's been one of the best. Like, it's a brilliant, it's so good, people keep going back. Because I think it was just supposed to do its run, and then it was just going to go, and they didn't think anyone was going to go and see it. And mm-hmm. But every, everything goes to Milton Keynes, doesn't it? I mean, and now we don't even know whether the Fortune Theatre is going to be running after hashtag help the arts like yeah i wouldn't have thought it would be but if it is let's go we're going to watch the woman in black yes. soon and if anyone does want to go and see the woman in black i would strongly recommend going and sitting down the bottom don't sit on the balcony because if you just pay the extra money and sit down down below it's much Bog, he's paying for the stall seats all right let's get into it then so we both thought it was a solid film. It, sound, it sounds like I might be a little bit more up on it than you, but what are you? What did you like about this film then? Um, well, I liked how they built everything up and kept it really gothic, you know, that there's the local superstition and he's having to travel in from London. Um, I liked all of the tension, all the fact that everyone clearly knows what's going on and no one tells him a bloody thing and just lets him <laughs> troll on up there. Like, go and see, uh, have fun at your marsh house. <laughs> like, and then also getting like... Pass- jokes on them. Yeah, then they get really passag with him for going. It's like, well, no one told him not to go like outright, <laughs> did they? So, and then their kids die. Yeah, and then their kids die. Jokes on them. Uh, That's it. Jesus, um, <laughs> I, I liked his dynamic with his kid as well. Like when he's like, "Oh, he, why have I got a sad face?" And he's like, "Well, because that's what your face looks like." Oh, this is godson in real life as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, it's little, that's little buddy. That's really cute. Um, I like the mental woman with the dogs and the drawings. She's good. She was a laugh. Oh yeah, her <laughs> name's Elizabeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they have to chloroform her. Which, yeah. Uh, <laughs> She is me, isn't she? I'm like, I'm, I'm going to draw your picture. Just... It, it reminded me very much of Bloggy because she's sitting down for a nice meal, having a nice chat. And she's sort of talking about, oh, well, this is lovely. What's going on? And then suddenly, next thing you know, she's carving pictures of people hanging on the desk and having to be chloroformed. It's like probably a standard dinner with Bloggy. Yeah, it is. When, when are you coming over? Yeah, well, I'm bringing the chloroform, right? <laughs> you you supplied a rag. How many how many uh, like dining tables do you think that family goes through per year? <laughs> That's a good shout, actually. It is, they've got like a really good carpenter. Elizabeth, that was mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the oak. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have done it with the MDF. You had to, <laughs> you had to do it with the antique. <laughs> Lawrence Lawrence and Bowen would have a field day in there. Oh God, making new tables. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like the the gothic feel of it. I really do think they got the atmosphere right. Yeah, um, yeah. it's a ghost. It's a ghost film. It's a haunted house film. So it's not all about gore. It's not about blood and guts and slashes. It's it's atmosphere building. It's jump scares, which I know got you. Um, there was one which made me sort of go bloody hell. I'll have to try and remember what it was though. But there was one. I was like Jesus. Um, but I like the atmosphere. I like the way it starts, though, mate you've got like the three little girls playing and then they just get up, walk to the window and just fling themselves out. And it's just kind of like, right, this is us. This is the start of our film. Three kids have just committed suicide. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Well, 
you, I'll tell you where you go. You go, <laughs> you go up to Wheelmarsh House, and you do see a few more. It was the the little kid with the lie was the one that got me. Oh um, yeah, which he took to eat ate the lie, didn't she? Yeah, and, I, and I'm shouting like, "Give her milk! Give her milk!" As if like that's going to stop her insides from burning. Yeah, uh, she's just basically melting from within. But yeah, it's little Victoria. Her name, well, her name was Little Victoria. It's Victoria, <laughs> but they kept calling her Little Victoria. Little Victoria. Yeah, she. It was the bit where he was like, "What's the matter, sweetheart?" And she just goes, Bah! No, oh, spits that blood. Bump, See, bump, I bump, forgot bump. all about this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I honestly did. Then she just dies. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, and I know they said the the um, woman in black takes the kids. She kills the kids. It's her influence. But there are a lot of like child related deaths in this film. Infanticide, yeah, there is a lot. <laughs> Infanticide is a good word. It's not a good word. Yeah. That's the right word. I think that's what happens if well, no, technically they were murdered. So okay, technicalities aside, on my lingo, that... <laughs> um, yeah, let us know in the comments. Let us know. Uh, yeah, it is. It's pretty strong, isn't it? I mean, um, the the fact that um, everyone seems to be powerless to do anything. Like you've got um, Sam Daly, who's locked his daughter up in the in the cellar, oh. um, and she ends up burning herself. Oops. I forgot about that scene as well. Yeah, that that <laughs> that bloody peephole scene. Every single time, it's it does. I know it's coming, and it still scared me. I think that one was different as well because he sees a shadow. And so you kind of look to the shadow and then it's just like, boom, kid face. And you're like, ah! Yeah, that one didn't scare me because you know it's coming. Yeah, I think it's because I, think it's because I know it's coming. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm ready for it. Oh, like, <laughs> That's it. Poor little Lucy. It was little Lucy. She's, uh, yeah, the house is burning. Potter jumps in to save the day. And re-watching it today, I was like, oh, sweet. He goes in, he, he saves the kid and... Suddenly, the townsfolk obviously think he's not that—he's not a bad guy. How wrong was I when <laughs> the woman in black is just watching her with uh, just drops a candle, she uh, drops a gaslight, sorry, on the floor, and just sets herself on fire, and we get to see it for a little bit, and it's like fuck. And you go out, and everybody's looking devastated, obviously, and accusingly at Arthur Potter um, because it's like he's bringing apparently like, sowing like death and destruction. Little Victoria, she drank lye. Doesn't sat drank lie, drank lie, and died. Um, obviously, the three girls at the beginning that was set a couple of years before. Um, Arthur himself, his his wife died during childbirth. The kid, uh, the central kid, Nathaniel Drablo, he drowned in the marshlands. His body was never discovered. You've got, um, I'm sure there's another kid who kicks obviously at the end as well. Jesus, I forgot about the ending to this film, yeah, yeah. It's all, um, it's all pretty phenomenal. I like the fact that the the nanny is the woman from Call the Midwife. It took me ages trying to figure out who she was. I was like, I know you, I know your face. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Call the Midwife. It's her, it's her. She's in it. She, she, I'll take your she word is for it. the main Call the. We used to go Call the bloody Midwife is on because my mum watches it every Christmas and has an emotional breakdown. <laughs> she, she comes in crying over Call the Midwife, and I'm like, oh god. My mum's eh? Mums. And then she'll tell me graphic stories about birth as well. She'll be like, oh, you know, when I had a baby, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to know. I wonder where this was going then. I was like, are you going to recount the stories? No, I'll, I'll spare you all. The, the film's scary. <laughs> Thanks. If we ever get a patron set up, we'll put him on there. Yeah, we'll just get my mum on to talk about her. <laughs> Mother bloggy talking about childbirth. <laughs> well, he's haunted by visions of his wife during childbirth, so he's got that going on. He's broke he's got overdue bills and he has to go to eelmarsh house to sort out 
um, the woman in black, Jeanette, whatever her name is, I can't remember her name. Her, it's really bad. He needs to sort out her paperwork on time in order to keep his job, basically. Otherwise, he's buggered. So he's got all that on his shoulders, and then everyone's looking at him strange. Kids are dying left, right, and centre. He's seeing things. The house is going bump in the night. It's creaking, it's banging, and and it, you think it's going to build up to a big kind of climactic ending. And I know you weren't a massive fan of the ending, were you? No, I think, and I think that's um, that's what makes the film just drop for me. Is that I think it's uh, he spends the first night there and it's pretty bloody scary, and then he's like, "I'm going to try and appease the woman in black." And then some like undead child army rocks up and there's kids, dead kids running around the house. And then we see the woman in black just a little bit too much. I think the, the what makes it so scary in these in the, in the first sort of, you know, two acts is that she is just omnipresent. You know, she's there, but mm-hmm. she's not there. And you know that she's watching him, but you can't always see her. And then you see her and it's like, oh, and it, you only see her for like this split second. But um yeah, towards the end when she's screaming at him, and um, the ha- even the even me and I, I find hanging terrifying. The hanging scene, I just didn't really like that. It it was so much more effective. Like you know when the rocking chair, like it's such yeah. it's such a simple thing, and it was so terrifying. The fact that he keeps hearing this weird noise and it's her in the rocking chair, or that you know, and then we later find out it's because she hung herself and knocked the rocking chair. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's quite creepy, but yeah, towards the end of the film, you just kind of see you see too much, don't you? And you kind of think, oh, okay, well, this is all gone a bit, gone a bit wild, <laughs> like, a bit Pete's tongue, isn't it? Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it is a solid film um, up until the end, I think. Well, I did like that bit when up up to like the hanging bit, where because it's a price, it's such a big old build up because like I said, the house is banging, there's scraping. And Arthur's just thought, you know, fuck this. He goes to grab an axe. Um, yeah. And he's really slowly walking up the corridor. Um, slowly walking down a hall faster than the cannonball. That's it. Thanks. Uh, so he's going <laughs> down the um, corridor faster than the cannonball. Um, and, ro- and we see the rocking chair, but he takes so long getting there. And I like that because for someone like Bloggy, who obviously knows something's coming, is trying to steal herself. They really prolong that. So you're like, where, when is the scare coming? Where is it coming from? And there's a couple of kind of fake outs where you think it's going to happen and it doesn't i really liked when he went up to the rocking chair and then it just stops when yeah. he's next to it because yeah. the music is building up you're like right, something's going to happen here and all that happens is the, the rocking chair stops and that's it and then he takes down he does that kind of annoying horror cliche where a bit of wallpaper is peeling off he's like oh let me just see what's behind that oh a message you could have saved him, written in blood. Then the monkey, toy, the toy monkey moving actually scared me. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> and that that creepy puppet with his tongue sticking out. He's like, I thought that was. I thought that came to life. That's 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 how much I forgot the film. I thought that was the like the woman in black. That's like that's kind of like her form, but it wasn't. Yeah, the 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 jump scare that got me the most is when he sees the hand condensation on the window, and he puts his hand on the hand. And then her face comes up to the window and screams. Yes, but that's the one. Yeah. It's her normal face. It's not. It's not the woman in black. It's just Janet, like before she. Ah, uh, and that, and the, she just screams, and it's like nothing happened. She just screams, and it's ah, oh, it really scared me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's the one that got me as well because part, I've gotten the notes. Potter touches the window, and a woman screams in a reflection. That is that is it, and it's because it. 
because it's building up to stuff because you don't know where the scare is coming from. And by the time he's, like I say, he's pulled off the, the the wallpaper and the monkeys started dancing, that's when you kind of think, all right, well, they've either missed their chance or the moment's gone now. But that's where they, that's where that's where they get you. And because he he was looking at, he saw a boy climbing out of the marsh, the the, the boggy marsh, and he starts walking towards the house and he sees the reflection and then the door starts knocking and there's footsteps inside the house and the the creepy music box is going off and then. That's when you get the hang it, the woman hanging from the ceiling, and then like some big dude with like mud all over his face just starts screaming at him. Yeah, what that's all about. Uh, well, obviously the marsh, but yeah, it's all it's all really hot. And the the bit where the bit where he goes into the marsh to retrieve the body, mm-hmm. and he's got all that stuff on his face. I really didn't like all of that either. I just felt I felt like something was going to happen, and obviously it doesn't. But so did, so you liked everything up until that point then. For the most part, yeah, I just I I didn't like the bits where you saw her too much. I think she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a lot like Jaws, really, isn't she? Like it's just she, the house. Mm-hmm. The house in itself is scary. Like the sea is scary without having to see Jaws. Um, yeah. No, you're right. The fact I that you you know that she's there, but you don't know where she is and you can't see her, and that she's mm-hmm. going to pick. And I didn't feel like I know I've said a lot that I always feel a bit like you know don't these ghosts have anything better to do like than just fuck around with people but. <laughs> The woman in black, I feel like there's so much anger and like vengeance and this sort of, you know, I'm, I'm, you took my kid, I'm going to take yours kind of thing. And that she's, she's going to the point of she's making, she's, she's not killing the children, she's making them kill themselves. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. oh, it's the concept of it is just terrifying. And that's what I dug about it because at the end, when you think, Everything's fine. Arthur's at the train station. He says to his nanny, hey, baby, get some tickets. We're going home. And he's saying goodbye to Kieran Hines' character, Sam. I remembered his name. Saying goodbye to Sam. And you see Joseph walking off. And I, again, I know I sound like a broken record. I do apologise, guys. But I see Joseph, the little the kid, um, Arthur's son, walking towards the tracks. And I know Arthur's going to get there just in time. And we're going to have a happy ending. Obviously, that doesn't happen. But even even then, I mean, Arthur himself hasn't actually done anything wrong. He's just there to do the admin, basically, on the house and then get out of Dodge. So she even kills him and his son as well, which I thought was pretty bold to do. Well, I didn't know whether that was supposed to be like a happy ending, though, because it says kind of all the way, you know, his son says that he's miserable and he's clearly not over the death of his wife and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And then... It's like he reunites the woman in black with with Nathaniel's body, um, which clearly sort of makes her happy, I guess, gives her what she wants. So then she reunites him and his son with his dead wife. So it's like in her in her weird, messed up, ghosty way, she was her screaming at the end was her going, "Thank you!" Like I, I don't know. Probably not though. It probably isn't that. like that. But he seemed kind of jazzed about the fact that he was back with his wife, and then they all got to walk off together. It probably would be quite happy. I hadn't thought about it like that. See, see, I was going at it from a point of he helped the woman in black. He helped Jeanette uh, with her like, son, who you just see all dead, covered in mud on the on the um, on the table. He reunites him, and then she's like. I'm going to kill you anyway. But then when he put it like that, though, was it kind of like a, a trade-off? It's like, well, you've done this for me. I know what I, I've seen inside you. I know what you really want. You want nothing more than to be reunited with your wife, but I'm also going to kill your son as well. There's that, there's that side of it as well. Yeah. But this, 
this ending was tacked on. Um, I, I've, I've actually got this as a note in very last minute because the test audiences felt that the, the original ending, just with them both being killed by the train, was far too depressing. So the original ending probably would have ended with um, Sam when he's just staring at the train going past and then it would have probably just ended on his face looking shocked at the rail. Yeah. I'm guessing that's how it ended before you then see um, Arthur and Joseph together. But, so, yeah, that was added very late on. Well, because the way that the, the book ends is that um, he he gets away and everything and it's years later like, and he's with his son and he's at the fair and she just turns up and, and uh, causes an accident and his son dies and he's left. Oh, yeah, and he's he's just left like on his own basically to like to to suffer with this knowledge that there's this woman that kills your kids and he's kind of left alone basically. Mm-hmm. Um and the whole the whole point is that he goes into the town and no one has kids. Like literally nobody has any children because they're all dead <laughs> because he's killed them all. So um so it, it it's a weird I thought that the ending was kind of weird but I guess that they they had perhaps had to change it slightly because that that is pretty dark and I guess it wouldn't have been a twelve eight would it if no no I I didn't really again having not seen read the book having not seen the stage adaptation I'm not I mean I didn't know if this was just the ending so I'm watching it I was like you've got kids dying left right and center you don't like point being poisoned and bleeding out of their mouth to death, setting himself on fire, getting hit by a train. The protagonist just dies at the end after everything he's been through. It's just a really miserable bloody film, a really miserable narrative the whole way through. Everybody in the town, their kids die. Joe, Arthur and Joseph kick the bucket. That's like, Jesus, anyone survive? Um, so it's quite a depressing, and it's not really, I don't think, I don't think there's any like gags in this film. I don't mean like laugh out loud, but I don't think there's even any subtle jokes, is there? <laughs> there's one funny bit where the minor bird is like, you think that it's the woman crying, and he goes upstairs and it's the minor bird like copying her crying. Okay, there's that. Um, no, that bit was. Well, I don't think it will. Obviously, it's not supposed to be funny. Crack, <laughs> crack me up. Well, then in that case, it's good enough for me. Uh, there was some bloke who, when they are trying, when Arthur, sorry. Uh, yeah, Arthur and Sam are trying to get to the house the first time in their car, and like the gaggle of like townsfolk, the male townsfolk, are trying <laughs> to stop them. Um, there's one bloke, one a big lad. He goes, "You saw her. You saw that woman in the house." Like, really over the top. I was like, I've written that down. So that was one of the things <laughs> I thought. Was, some of the acting, like from the extras, was or the tertiary characters, was absolutely diabolical. But um, yeah, that was. Uh, unintentionally funny, I guess. It, it was quite that bit. It's quite funny where he's like, all right, I'll take him back to the station and then just plow reverse it. Yeah, exactly. We just killed someone, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so that's didn't laugh at that, should we? <laughs> Chuckling at uh, that. Uh, we don't endorse like road rage on this show. Mm. Yeah, there was, I'm trying to think of like, other stuff that really kind of like made me think, yes. Like, obviously, like the, the shocking, well, in context of this film, the shocking moments of what happened to the kids, the peephole jump scare that you mentioned, Lucy was a really bad actor in that scene as well, the way she was shouting. Yeah, get away! You saw yeah. her! Get away! I said, you saw her! <laughs> really bad acting. And I, yeah, I feel bad for saying that because she's only a kid, but she wasn't very good. I'm trying to think any other jump scares. There's one where 
um, so it's like brown water like plows out of a tap. Oh, I, I thought yeah. you may have jumped yes, at that. Yes, of course I did. That's right at the yeah, beginning. Good. Jumped at that. Jumped good. at the bird. Yes, the bird. I was like, oh, little baby bird. And <laughs> it just flew out of the <laughs> chimney. And I was like, oh. <laughs> As bloggy hits the roof. No, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing these video highlights and the blooper reel. I'm looking forward to indulging in that. Um, yeah, I, there was an awful lot I liked about it, but I mean, nothing really um, other than that scene we mentioned that kind of culminates with the rocking chair um, and the mud man shouting. That's like the best scene for me from the start when he gets the axe to the build up, the tension to the rocking chair to everything up until the bloke screams. That's the best scene for me, for me anyway. I think that's when it's kind of hitting this crescendo where Arthur's kind of on one hand, he's just had enough of this. On the other hand, he's absolutely terrified and it's, but they've met now in the middle, they've hit their crescendo um, and you just don't know what's going to happen. The ending. Yeah. Like I say, yeah. That's it. That's when it felt a bit contemporary and it, it lost its way somewhat. I don't know how I would have ended this film. I don't know how, but I kind of, I kind of liked that. They just went there and just like, off him anyway. And, and, and his son, I suppose they kind of just were like, after everything we've seen, this is the ending we've got in store for you. Had had they, I don't know, had they got on the train back to London and everything was fine, yes, it would have been nice and uplifting, but it, that would have just been very safe as well, which I think for me, that would have brought the film down for me had they gone for the safe ending. Yeah, I, don't, I think the, the thing that makes this film so effective for the, for the first part and for the, you know, up until the end is the fact that it is just seeped in misery. Everyone in this town is miserable and living under this dead woman's shadow that they yeah. they don't... There's <clears throat> a whole part of the town that they can't go to. Everyone's been impacted by it in one way or another. Everyone's lost... A, you know, all of them seem to have lost a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fact that this woman dies, they know that people are going to have to come to the house, That there's so that it's all going to happen again. And... Um, so I think that if they'd have then ended it with Daniel Radcliffe and his son on the train, like la la la, I think it would have, um, it wouldn't have gone right with the the moodiness of, mm-hmm. and the, and the gothicness of it all. Um, but yeah, it is a bit of a blow that he just gets killed. Um, I I still think it would have been better if if his son just died and then he was left like everyone else, just messed up oh. by it. But. That's charming. They can't, I guess, because it's a twelve A. They probably couldn't have kept that, kept that in. No, no. Again, I, I, I just appreciate the fact that they, they did something different, and it wasn't. It, had it been so safe, it would have just been a bit vanilla, wouldn't it? For me, anyway. But, yeah. Um, but no, I, yeah, I, I guess my favourite thing here was the was just the build up, like this tension they had, they put through these scenes, and before they got to the end, like you say, the kind of fake outs where Arthur sees a child's hand at the window at one point oh, and God. a little shadow walk away. That, and he that goes to investigate. Horrible. Well, he goes to investigate the bathroom, but there's nothing there. But I love the fact that, for, again, for someone like you would probably think, and me, we'll be like, oh, something's going to jump out. As soon as he turns around, something's going to be there. And the music makes you think that, but there isn't anything there. And it's all about setting the scene. Mm. That bit really is horrible because he's looking for something under the bed, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that that's the other thing as well that I find brilliant about this is that the more that he explores the house, the more danger he's putting himself in, but the more papers he finds. And it's like mm-hmm. it's extending his stay, isn't it? Because he's got to go through it all. So 
and you feel like he's, you know, he doesn't want to be there. No one likes him. And he's stuck in this house and he he goes under the bed and he finds he, oh, more bloody papers and then just bosh hand. And he you see it from under the bed. He sees this hand smack onto the bathroom door and you just think, oh, for God, just just leave it. Just get out. Like it's um, you do feel really. And I think Daniel Radcliffe, to his credit, he does play that very well. This sort of mm-hmm. that he's getting he's literally getting bogged down by the amount of work that he's got to do, the fact that his his firm have just basically said, "Yeah, off you pop, mate. Go go up mm-hmm. to Criffin Gifford or whatever. It's like hot fuzz, but a horror film. <laughs> go up to the middle of bloody nowhere." Yeah, it's um. I think yeah that that the the gothic conventions that they keep because it's it's very similar to Dracula, isn't it? Like you know. He, yes, yeah, yeah. It's got a lot of Hammer influence. I know yeah. it's a Hammer film, but you can see where the Hammer influences come from. And just the fact that, like, you know, he's a solicitor, the same as um, Jonathan Harker, and that they, you know, I have to go. It's not like they mm-hmm. can't just not go. It's not like they can go back to London and be like, oh, yeah, uh, local superstition got the better of me. <laughs> like, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened, would it? And the fact that everyone, no. everyone knows in both of those settings that they shouldn't be in the house that they're in. They shouldn't be there, but no one really wants to tell them, and they mm-hmm. wouldn't believe it anyway. And it's very frightening. It, it, you know, they, they know I certainly know how to put a, put them up us uh, <laughs> in that. Good old hammer. Good old hammer. It was the highest grossing British horror for twenty years upon its release, and it was I don't know if it still is, but the highest grossing uh, hammer film of all time as well. Um, but no, I, that, that's another thing I liked about it as well is that it, it did feel kind of old school. You know, it felt apart from like when it got a bit wild towards the end and. The woman in black is like floating towards him at forty miles an hour, just screaming at him. Other than that, like, the atmosphere, the setting, like the the period uh, piece of time it was set, and just everything about it just felt like it was building, like it should have been really, really good. And I think that's one of the, that's probably my biggest disappointment of the film is that I, I mean I don't know what they could have done to make it better. That's not obviously I'm not a screenwriter, but there's it feels like there could, there's just like a few steps missing that could have just made this like you know. I have really, really fucking good like, haunted house film. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. It's got, it's got all the right chemistry. Everything, everything is working beautifully, and then for whatever reason, it just doesn't quite work towards. And it's so annoying because the ending shouldn't affect the rest of the film, but it it does, and it taints it, and it makes you think, well, you know, there's no point in watching that again. But it, it, it's very scary. <laughs> there are moments in it which are. Which which will get people, and it got me as well. And I know it certainly got you. But at the end of a film, can either elevate a pretty naff film where it might have a really good ending. It's like actually, do you know what? Okay, I'm willing to forgive the rest of it. Or yeah, the ending can be a letdown, and it does to kind of taint what you think about the film as a whole. Which again, I don't know if that's right or wrong. It's just the way it is for us. But um, what else was there? Anything then? Was there anything else you really liked um, before we move on? Um. Uh, I quite like the bit where he's got the dog and it, this bit cracked me up as well because he he realises that um, she hung herself in the house and he's going through the papers and he finds all the death certificates and everything and he finds all these letters from her saying, like, he's my son to her sister because her sister... Yes. She's like, he's my son, you took him off me, I'm never going to forgive you and the writing's getting more scrawled and it's getting more, like, you know, rotten hell and he's finding all of these, like, religious pictures with all these weird things on him saying like you know you harlot rotten hell rah rah finds all this mm-hmm. creepy ass stuff 
and then he just falls asleep. Falls asleep, right? And then the door behind him is opening. She's coming out. The dog's barking and she goes to touch him and then he wakes up and then when he looks, there's a picture of the sister and the husband and Nathaniel and their eyes all scratched out. And that bit was very creepy and chilling and I didn't like that. And that's it. That's the only other bit. Do any other thing that blogger can think of? Um, and uh, one more, I guess. Well, but literally halfway through, we f- the first time we see the woman in black um, as Potter, Arthur, oh, fucking Potter, Arthur looks up because uh, he's just seen the gravestone um, of her sister. I think it's Alison, I think her name was. He's just seen that gravestone. He looks up and sees a face looking at him through the window, and it's the woman in black. Uh, he goes up there later. He goes up there to see what who that was at the window, and he looks out at the window to where he was and. Behind her, behind him, the woman in black just appears. Yeah. But she just, she's just there. Do you know what I mean? That's it. And then she's gone. And that, that, this is what I mean about it. Building up, it was, they were showing the woman in black fine, but she wasn't doing anything. She was just looking out of a window or she'd appear behind you or she'd make noises or she'd be the invisible threat. And it was building up so well. But, um, it was I, So, yeah, it could have been better. But I still had a really good time with this film. But what about other than the stuff you've already covered? Anything else you thought was a bit pants? Um, I actually, yeah, I thought the bit when Nathaniel actually gets out of his grave was a bit naff. I thought that was like, <laughs> you know, okay, fair enough. You know, that okay, this is happening. And then you see all the dead kids and you're just kind of like, well, okay, we're, go- we're getting to this part. This is where we're going, yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, and and then the fact that you know Sam Daly has to confront his dead son. I I didn't really get all of that. I thought, do you know what? There's there was no point to any of that. Like he because he gets locked in a room, doesn't he? And he's like, oh, it's my son. And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. Daniel Daniel Radcliffe is having to try and fight off a hanging woman upstairs like i don't care about your son that's right a really odd side side plot yeah on. and then he just gets locked in a room you know and, and we don't hear from him yeah, until he gets unlocked. yeah yeah exactly uh so yeah yeah i could say yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i think mine was yeah it's just the, just the kind of missed <laughs> yeah. opportunity-ness of it all yeah it's for me is that it was it was it was, it was good but, but it's not quite right. It's good, but it wasn't great. And there were things that they probably could have done to make it better. Um, but it was a hell of a lot better than other Haunted House films that have come out uh, in recent years. But yeah, there's nothing else. There's nothing I really hated about this film, though. No. And that's what's so frustrating was that there wasn't anything that I really, like, really loved. There's an awful lot I've liked and admired a lot, but nothing I loved. But there's also nothing that I hated either. No, no, it is it. It is very much, you know, an Amazon Prime horror movie. Like, you know, <laughs> yes. so, you know, if you like it, then you're glad it's there, but you see it on there and you think, well, no, I know that's pants, so I'm not going to put it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're going to get an hour and a half of inoffensive, decent horror, and then you're going to move on with what you were doing before that. Yeah, yeah. You're trying yeah. to put your twelve-year-old to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean that in the best way. It's, it's inoffensive, but it's fine. It's not so bad. Uh, but yeah, and and it seems like uh, a lot of you guys out there enjoyed this film as well. We dropped a poll very late today about basically whether or not... What did you think of the film? Did you like it or not? Very pretty simple. 89.5% did and only 105 did didn't like this film. Uh, comments, someone I know quite well, Sean Hudson, heard of him. 
Woman in Black uh, was played by the female character in Life on Mars, which I love too. Uh, excellent. Uh, Anthony, the northern hunk, the beefcake. I thought it was a decent horror film. Love the setting, set design and era. Period piece horror is always cool to see. And Elizabeth Howlett, a video of me watching this will be dropping today, Matt. I'll give you an advanced screen and the blooper reel. Well, that's, that is a good selection of comments, all from people that, that we know and love. Yeah, exactly. That last one's a bit odd, but I'll take her. I'll take it. Sorry. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so steady on now. Yeah. Do you know, we, we said this off. Do you know when you say something like, that's not how I mean, but you can't take it back now. But, uh, oh, oh, bloody, I'll take off. Oh, well, yeah. We know how to put it up, yeah. <laughs> yes, right, us Brits. Um, <laughs> so it seems like the majority of you like this. And I'm on board. If you ask me, did I like it or not? It, yes, I did. So I'd give it a thumbs up. And I'm guessing you would too. Yeah, yeah, I'd give it a thumbs up. Yep. So I, w- I wouldn't give it two thumbs up. <laughs> no, you'd give it one thumb up one. like the cat. Yeah. So oh. um, what we always do on Death by Pod at the end, we end with a game. Death by Pod game. And Blogging All Balboa has come up with a belter this month, this week. What have you come up with, mate? Uh, it's called Haunted Houses. <laughs> there Sorry, you go. I was just. Should I say that? Oh, again? I thought you were putting on a funny voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to vape in my mouth. Right, okay, let's do it again. I'll come up with a game. It's called Haunted Houses. Yeah, it's better the first time. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll let you pick which one. Or maybe we just keep it all in. We keep both in. Keep it all in. <laughs> um, so we each have to give each other three horror house descriptions from a film and then we have to guess uh, guess the film. That's it. So, um, Loggy, would you like to go first, please? Uh, are you wearing black today? I, yes. So you, the, you are the woman in black. I am. I, was, I, was I am. Yes in, I, ha- I have some black items on. I'm not all. I'm not all in black. Got you right. <laughs> You're not in a black robe with a no, black veil. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I should be. <laughs> Your death by pot. Yes. Time. <laughs> Go downstairs and scream at Jack. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, I'm glad you said yes to that because otherwise it would have clanged badly. But uh, yeah. so the woman in black herself. What is your num- first haunted house for me? Um, okay, so contrary to popular belief, this house is not built on an ancient Indian burial ground. Um, um, oh, God. Uh, Poltergeist. Yes! Sounds <laughs> Well done. <laughs> there we go. The claxon went mad. Poltergeist. Uh, great. We're off to a good start here. Okay, you ready for your first one, Bloggy? I'm ready. Here we go. Okay. It has a front door pane of glass big enough to drag a person through. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is it? Sound the claxon! Yes, it is. Well done, mate. I can't make that noise now. I can't make the sad claxon either. Can we hear the sad claxon? Uh, if you get one wrong, yes. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not break kayfarb here. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So this house uh, might make you kill your entire family. Might not. My house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, is it? A, oh, is it a house? Oh, fuck it. You know, hands on a table. The Shining. Oh, that is a good shout, but you're going to have to do that sad claxon. Oh, here it comes. Oh. Uh, what, once more. 
it's the Amityville Horror House. Oh, of course it would be, yes. That's what I was like, is it a house or is it a hotel? It's the <laughs> hotel. Can, yeah. I get, can I get away with this? No, you can't. No. That, that is a good shout, though. The Ryan Reynolds one or the, the better one? Oh, no, the better one. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Well, they're, they're, um, they're both all right, but yeah. They're different films, aren't they? They're different. Mm-hmm. That also had some hanging. That had did they? They're trying to have sex, and the kid like hangs herself. It's a bit of a, like a boner break. Yeah, <laughs> cockblock child for the world. That's it. <laughs> you know, do you know what? I think I don't fancy finishing this now. <laughs> so one one. Here's a chance for you to take the lead, Balboa. Okay, for you. So your clue is, it's got a very creepy chair and a very boggy front lawn. Oh, got a very creepy chair. And a very boggy front lawn. Creepy chair. Um, oh, is it? Is it the? Is it the woman in black? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> Jesus! Wow, killing it! You haven't won the game for weeks. I haven't. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see if we're going to go into tiebreaker. Okay. I have to get this right. I think you might. There are over 10 ghosts in the basement and the house turns into a big puzzle. But I don't know, actually, maybe discount the big puzzle because I'm doing that from memory. I think it's more like a, it's like a contraption. I was going to say, is it the cabin in the woods? No. Oh, Matt, it's not. What is it then? It's 13 ghosts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is there 13 ghosts? Thanks, they have the, it's over 10 and they're in the basement. Oh. Oh, oh buggers! When you say contraption, it's or that puzzle, <laughs> oh, no, because they, they, they just doesn't that happen where they like use all the ghosts in it? Like the house... no, you're right, it does. Yeah, oh, I hate that. I'm so sorry that you won this, but I'll give you your one anyway. Can you get a clean sweep? Come on, everyone, let's get your hands together. Come on, let's do it. I can, I can hear them. It's like we're a rocky. Right, your final one then. Simply. Helen Mirren loves it here. Helen Mirren? Helen Mirren. Dame Helen. Sorry, Dame Helen Mirren. She loves it here. Oh, it's the um, it's the gun one, isn't it? Um, the gun one. Oh, is it the Winchester thing? Oh, I haven't even it's seen Winchester. it. Yes, i got to give you that. You said it. I haven't seen it. I just... Oh, how do you know about the oddly specific gun thing then? Because it's, I, I, um, I'm sure she did it. It's a real house, and it? it's a real thing. It's a real oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a well-known thing as well. Um, oh, Matt. Oh, I feel like the ten ghost one was like maybe like misleading. In some no, way. no, but that's the whole point though. It was it's too easy. Not... It's pointless. Oh, okay. You, you've done well there. Once more, sound the victorious klaxon. Saluting whenever I hear that. <laughs> Is that another one of those saying something that sounds wrong? They. Oh. <laughs> it is now. It, it, it is now. <laughs> it is now. Blog and all takes a three-one win for your first win in a few episodes. So congratulations, mate. Thank you very much. I want to thank. I want to thank my family, uh, my fans. I want, to Simon. Thank, I want to thank God. I want to thank Simon. Um, thank <laughs> Simon. And thank you, Matt. I want to thank. Sure. I want to thank you. 
giving me the oh. best day of my life. Yeah, you beat me too. I'm for giving you the best day of your life. Oh, mate. Well, well done. That's the Death by Pod game then. I hope you, if you played along at home or wherever you're listening, let us know if you managed to decipher any of those riddles. Um, but that's that for our Woman in Black episode. Didn't actually ask you. In all the in all the episodes we've done, is this kind of a middle of the road film for you? Yeah, mid mid. Yep, same. I think I go mid mid. Uh, next up is a film that Bloggy is going to decide. Just for OCD, do you know what the film's going to be for the next episode, or are we going to be left in suspense? There are quite a few films that I want to do. Um, should we do Misery? Have we done Misery? Ooh. No, we haven't done Misery. Let's do Misery. That's a horror film, right? Damn right, it's a Stephen King yeah, film. Yeah, automatically, it's horror. Let's do. We're doing misery. Is that cock? cock was it? She saying it? Cockadoo. A cockadoody. That's a cockadoody. That's it. Yeah. Well, cockadoody it then. You didn't get out of the cockadoody car. <laughs> well done, Kathy. Yes. <laughs> so misery is our next episode. So if you haven't seen it, get on board. You've got a couple of weeks to watch it, um, and we want we want to hear what you think of misery in advance. So thank you, everybody who does uh, give their thoughts and opinions to us and shares the show and likes it and supports it and listens. We we both really appreciate it, don't we, mate? We do. Do we still have people in Fairbanks, Nebraska? Dude, we've got some really funky places. I haven't got these stats in front of me now, but I, I every now and then I look and I sort of cry a single tear. Like People in the like odd, most remote places listen to DBP and it makes me feel kind of warm. Bora Bora. Uh, Bora Bora. I, um, <laughs> I don't know about Bora Bora. I will double check that for you. But we have, uh, we may have to bring back like, every now and then, like the to us, like the kind of like, most obscure places to us that we have a listener base. So yeah. um, I'll do a bit of research. I'll, I'll let Bloggy know, and we'll we'll shout out some of them in the next few episodes. We should probably wrap up the show now because we don't want to Bora Bora our fans. Oh, let's cock a doody do it then, <laughs> um, Bloggy. Thank you so much for coming on tonight and talking about the woman in black. The woman. The woman in black. In black. Oh, that's a hell of an outtake for, for, to watch on that video. <laughs> um, of gurning. So, uh, and Bloggy always wants to go and have her her din dins. But if the world just heard you and they want to find you online, where can they? I strongly advise against it. But you can find me at Bloggy Balboa on Twitter and on WordPress. And you could find me what I watched tonight at Code UK. What I watched tonight across all the socials to see my boat race on there. And if you want to follow the show, more importantly, you can at Death by Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's where we put up all the polls where we ask for your opinions on films that we're going to cover or just film in general. We just want to have a bit of a laugh. So uh, follow us at Death by Pod. And if you do have a spare 30 seconds and you like the show, please do consider leaving a, a good review on your podcast platform of choice because it helps us grow, helps get more listeners in. And it gives us more people to engage with. So once again, thank you everyone who has been engaging with the show. We love each and every one of you. Uh, but until next time, though, guys, from me, see ya. And from Bloggy. Nathaniel Drablo. <laughs> <laughs>